have about five minutes relate because of the traffic, the praise, but I'm here. And I'm Susan, welcome tonight in Jesus' name. Greetings, everybody. And before we start, what is the news of the Ebola, the people we prayed for last week? Oh, well, praise God, because the town where we prayed last week and also the other place, we pray on Friday with thank God. And then we are not hearing any voice. And then we thank God for Kenema, there is no voice. So we thank God because we are not hearing any death. In a dead, in a sickness now, we thank God because the Spirit of God is moving. So that was a great, wonderful testimony we have. And I remember on Friday we were having a great time. But we thank God because the body of Christ, we was together, pastors, leaders, winches and praying. People was crying on the floor, praying to God to heal their city. So we thank God. And how many... Uh, cities do we now have victory over that God has delivered from the Ebola virus? Yeah, well, we, we thank God we have about three so We have gone to three places. We have been praying from three places. And then Daru, Penembu, Kerma. And then we thank God because God is moving. Because we are hearing the, there is no death. We are not hearing anybody has been t- being taught. Sickness, so we thank God because the Spirit of God is moving. Because since on that day we pray, we have not yet any news yet. So God is really moving. So I thank the Lord so much for it's Jesus that has given the victory. And Jesus is going to give victory town by town, city by city, as we pray against the Ebola virus in these places. Let's just thank Jesus because he loves you so much. The devil comes to steal, kill and destroy. But Jesus came to give us life and life in abundance. What I'd like to share from today is from John 3 verse 3. Is Nicodemus coming to Jesus at the night? He came to Jesus and Jesus said, I tell you the truth. No one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. And Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be saved? And Jesus answered and said, Most assuredly, I say unto you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. This is talking of two realms or two kingdoms. Nicodemus was speaking in the earthly realm or the earthly kingdom. And Jesus is speaking in the heavenly realm of the heavenly kingdom. But at the same time, he was showing Nicodemus how to live in the heavenly kingdom. First, he had to be born again. 
of the Holy Spirit. Now, if we go back to Genesis, we read in Genesis 2, 16 to 17, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. Now we know that Adam and Eve chose to eat of this tree, and from that day they became spiritually dead, to be born of the flesh only. And we all know that all flesh has to die too. And this leaves man in a very helpless and hopeless condition for eternal life. It means that we all die in our sins, for all have sinned. For we have all fallen short of the glory of God. Each has gone his own way. But the good news is in John 3.16, For God loved the world so much he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not die, but shall have everlasting life. The moment we receive forgiveness of sins that Jesus has made available for us by taking our sin upon himself on the cross and dying in our place, When we receive Jesus into our hearts and Lord and Saviour, we receive the Holy Spirit. The moment we become again, born again in the Holy Spirit, we become born again to eternal life. We become children of our Father in heaven. We become spiritually alive in Him. Our dormant or dead spirits are made alive in Christ and become united with the Holy Spirit, whom Jesus has sent to dwell in our hearts from heaven. We can now call God our Father, not only our Lord and our God, but my Father, your Father, our Father who lives in heaven. Now, Jesus would not have taught us to say our Father who art in heaven unless it was possible to get there while we are still on earth. How? Through prayer. Through abiding in Christ by dwelling in his presence. This is what raises us up above the earthly kingdom to then live in the heavenly kingdom. We become whole in spirit, soul and body. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23-24 says, Now may God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus. He who calls you is faithful and he will also do it. Jesus came to save men, not just souls. He came to save the spirit from death to give us eternal life. He came to save the soul from sin, to give us peace, and the body from sickness, to give us healing. John 3, John 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Now in the world, we have different studies. Physiology, the knowledge of the human body and the conditions of the body. 
psychology, the knowledge of the mind and its powers, speaking of the soul. Phematology, the knowledge of the spirit and its activities and forces. And ontology, the highest study, which is a manifestation of man's body, soul and spirit. Now, God does not demonstrate man mind over matter as a scientist do mentally. He demonstrates a higher fact, the power of the spirit over mind and matter. All men are born in the flesh with a soul. Without the spirit of man, the soul will gratify the flesh and its desires. When man is born again of the Holy Spirit, he becomes spiritually alive. Now, as man grows up into Christ who is the head, just as it says in Ephesians 4.15, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. The soul will begin to yield to the Holy Spirit who is greater than the body, transforming man more and more into the image of God until we realize that we are actively spiritual beings with a soul that dwell in an earthly body. First, we need to put away sin. That's essential for the heart of man to become one with the heart of Christ. This relationship is like a transfusion of his life and love throughout all our being, through the Holy Spirit coming to dwell in our beings and spirits. And then his healing to our bodies becomes as natural as pieces to our minds or rest to our spirits, declaring Christ has become our all in all. When we receive Jesus into our hearts we are, and we are baptized in the Holy Spirit, we may not just stay on the earthly kingdom as many do. Instead, by spending time reading the Bible in prayer, we bring about the renewing of our minds. Romans 12, 1-2 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove that which is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. This scripture, along with hearing the voice of Jesus, will help us recognize and resist the lies of the enemy. Jesus will speak truth into us and set us free. Then as our soul stops just gratifying the desires of the flesh, it takes on the character of Christ. When this happens, we stop living in just the limited earthly kingdom and begin to live in the heavenly kingdom instead. Ephesians 1, 3-5 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him, in love, being prestined, 
us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. And then Ephesians 1, 16 to 23 says, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of his glory and his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he has put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. We can know God. We can rise up in prayer to that which God has called us to. When we receive Jesus and his indwelling Holy Spirit in our lives, we are born to eternal life and our spirits come alive. But there's still another level. We can also be baptized in the Holy Spirit. This is what happened to the apostles on the day of Pentecost. Read for yourself what it says in Acts 1, 7-8 and Acts 2-4. When we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we also receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit and power. We then come to know the power of the Holy Spirit who dwells in our hearts. The same Holy Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in our mortal bodies. If only we could realize this and live it. We would come to know his great power that enables us to live and witness for him who is seated at God's right hand far above all rule and authority, power and dominion and above every name that is named. That is above all evil, all sin, all sickness, all demons and every force of darkness. In Ephesians 2 110 says, And you, he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sin, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the sons of disobedience, amongst all whom we had our conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and we were children by nature, children of wrath, just as others. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit 
together with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Jesus Christ. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. But we are his workmanship, created in Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Where? In heaven or here on earth? The Bible speaks of this happening right now on earth. Now, here, today, Jesus wants to raise you up above sin, sickness and all demonic powers and to raise us up with himself into heavenly places when we pray, when we live on the limited earthly realm or kingdom. Sin is a struggle. Sickness is stronger than us. Demons, curses, evil spirits and all demonic things are stronger than us. But when Jesus raises us up with him into heavenly places, he raises us up above sin, above sickness and above every demonic thing into his victory. And then he gives us the authority of his name to cast out sickness, to cast out pain, to cast out demons, even as it says in Mark 16, 17 to 18. And these things will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. And they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And Luke ten nineteen says, Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. And if you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior now, just say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me on the cross. Please forgive me every sin I've ever done. I want to follow you in truth and righteousness every day of my life. Please come into my life as my Lord and Saviour. Please baptize me in the Holy Spirit. And if you are sick, put your hands on your sickness now and command that sickness leave your body now in Jesus' name. Speak to the pain. Command pain. Go now in Jesus' name. Speak to your body. Say, body, be healed in Jesus' name. Now pray to the Lord. Say, Lord Jesus, lay your hand upon my hand and I will be healed in Jesus' name. And in the same way, we have the same power and authority against this Ebola virus that is attacking Africa so badly. So I want you to rise up with me and pray with me this prayer. Ebola virus, I speak to you now in Jesus' name. I command you stop in your tracks in my town, in my village, 
in my city right now in Jesus' name. Name your village. I command your Ebola virus die in Jesus' name. And we pray for those who have Ebola. We speak to Ebola in their bodies. We command you, Ebola virus, leave those bodies right now in Jesus' name. We speak to the bodies. Bodies, be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus, for answering prayer. Thank you, Jesus, for answering the prayers of your pastors in Sierra Leone. Thank you, Lord, for answering the prayers of your people. Even as the Prime Minister said, only the Almighty God can deliver this country from the Ebola virus. Let us heed the words of the Prime Minister and know that the Lord God is the only one that can deliver Sierra Leone from the Ebola virus. Jesus, thank you, Jesus, for answering prayer. Thank you, Jesus, that even as the Ebola virus is spreading to new cities, we will take authority over those cities as well. And in the name of Jesus, the Ebola virus will have to stop and leave the country of Sierra Leone completely. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And anyone who has said the sinner's prayer, please pray every day, get to know God. Buy yourself a Bible and study it because it will teach you and train you in all truth and righteousness. And join a Bible-believing church. And I will now hand back to Pastor Emmanuel Bobo. Everybody traumatized and um, very, very 
said to tell him to pray. And I remember in that day, Susan preached, and then the glory of God all over the building. And I see people was falling down on the floor in the assemblies of God. It was a very, very tremendous, absolute, 100%, very powerful program. People came in all over and said, Pastor, tonight we are ready to shout. And we are ready. We are not going to get a chance to the spirit of Ebola. So what you have tonight, Susan has already decreed and declared. And I want you to believe. We have been praying to the street areas. We have seen the hand of God has stretched over. And I'm telling you, we have been hearing a lot of news. It's breaking to the other places, breaking to the other places. But this tree places from we have prayed here. We thank God for the glory of God. So I want to encourage you over there, out there. We love you. We think about you. We're praying for you. Somebody in England, in London, praying for you, preach to you. Being in your faith, we love you. We are, we are, we are with you. We have in the Macedonia called, and we are with you people. And I'm telling you, the Lord Jesus will do something for you. To people of God, we want to say, we want to say thank you very much to Evangelist Suzanne, has been giving us, has been standing with us, and then to pray for this virus. We have not here in the city. The Cabinet City has the having some few of them. We have been yelling in the different places. The thing is just, it's just moving. And I'm telling you, and we'll keep moving and we'll keep praying. But I want to challenge you to pray tonight. I want Susan to pray for our losses. Because these are the areas, you know, very pathetic. You see somebody streaking you. He died on the same virus. And I want Susan to pray for the medical team that the hand of God will protect them from every ginger of this virus, that the Lord will set them free from this virus. I'm telling you, we have lost one of the very important doctors in this country, professional doctors. We have lost X-ray with Ebola. The many doctors is fearing I want the woman of God to pray tonight. Susan, can you pray for the entire nation, the losses and the doctrine, that the Lord will strengthen there? Lord, we raise up every doctor, every nurse, every medical staff to you. Lord, I pray that they will walk closely with you. I pray that they will receive you as Lord and Saviour because they need you. Lord, we ask that you raise them up to the level of knowing who they are in you and the important jobs that you have given them as doctors and nurses. And we ask your protection upon them. Lord, we ask that no more Doctors or nurses die with Ebola virus. Amen. 
We command that in Jesus' name. Lord, we ask that you keep them strong and well and healthy. In Jesus' name, we ask. Amen. And I want to say thank you very much for that wonderful prayer tonight. You see, I'm silent. I'm so silent because I was having one of my close friends, and um, he's given this line about years ago. He's my close friend. So I hear the news today, and then this even he tied with this with a with a with a crime with this this one this crisis this Ebola crisis. So. From church, I was just weeping because he has been a great help to my ministry. And when I hear it today, at the end of it, you see him, and he died this morning, sir. It is very pathetic, but we want to pray for people who have lost, who have lost their parents, who have lost their loyalty, who have lost their family's members. I want Susan to pray for them so that the Lord will console them. We are in the middle, but I believe that God will console us. You love them so much, but the enemy, but God knows and he will deliver. So I want you to pray for the long ones you have left. Lord, I pray for each of these families that have lost loved ones, that they will draw close to you for comfort and be encouraged and strengthened to carry on. Be with them, Lord, we ask. Thank you, Jesus. Give them your peace and your love. Help them to receive your love and peace. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Tomorrow we are going to observe and then the state of emergencies that the president has release upon the nation so that everybody has to sit in your house. Nobody has to walk around, no car, no, no motorbikes, nothing. You have to stay home. And then tomorrow, and also to pray and also to ask God for deliverance in the whole country. And then tonight, I'm telling you, we are standing with you. We are going to pray. And the woman of God, Susan, has been praying. A lot of people here have been praying for us. And they will keep praying for us that God will deliver this country. Assuming that even the bosses now used to, to travel to the other places, all of them, they have stopped them not to travel because they catch a lot of virus in the bosses. So all this, so we're going to sit down and pray tomorrow across the nation. So then what is your last word? Because I have a few more minutes to drop down this one. What is your last word? You can tell the people tonight that they have to have. Rise up in Jesus and take authority over the Ebola virus in Jesus' name. In your area, in your village, in your farm, in your village and place. Do it and Jesus will answer your prayers because he wants Sierra Leone to be saved, to be saved from the Ebola virus and to be saved from sin, sickness and death as well. He wants to bring you life and life in abundance. Pray with authority. God bless you. Bye-bye. And I, I, I want to say God bless you.
rise up on what the woman was saying. Rise up and speak and take authority. It's just about the authority. If we can change these nations and God will restore the 